Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Welcome to another week, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go again. How was last week? Did you get everything done that you were planning that week? All those niggly jobs that needed doing? Did you hoover the staircase? You've been leaving that too long, that job, mate. Crack on. Um, I hoovered the king house the other day. Uh, it was like doing a gym session. Fuck to end. Jesus, I think I'd lost about... I think I'd done about 500 calories in. All upstairs. Downstairs. All downstairs. On stairs. In this heat. Hi, <laughs> right, guys. How are you doing? You're all right. I wasn't planning on talking about hoovering. Things just happen and come out of my lips. But welcome to a brand new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Carl Maloney. We're here again. This podcast is shaped a little bit different than usual podcasts this week, ladies and gentlemen. And it's because of many things, really. And I'll tell you all about it in a bit. I'm just getting the welcomes out of the way first. Kick back, get a cup of tea, enjoy yourself. Hope you've earned a few quid this week and you're ready for... Um, you know, it's Monday again, so we're off. We go again. And this week is the lead-up to Tramlines Festival, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait. My favourite time of year. Loads of stuff planned. Loads of coverage over the festival coming up over RGM. Hopefully loads of interviews. They've not told me what, which interviews I've got yet. And those interviews are going to be coming out as part of future podcast episodes. Just like last year where we did the Lathams and you know Blinders and loads of other ones. Uh, those interviews are still in the archives, ladies and gentlemen, so if, you, if you're enjoying the podcast, thanks for joining us. If you're new, a very welcome to you. The red carpet is laid out for you. Uh, the archives are a special little place where we've spent, um, you know, there's 40-odd episodes in this series and another 40-odd in the previous series. So there's a lot to go at. Loads of stuff going on, as always. Uh, but this week's shaped a little bit different for you, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an interview with Death Havana. And it's not me doing the interview. No, 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 no. Today, the interview is done by Serena Jemmett, ladies and gentlemen. Now, over the last few episodes, I've been telling you about, you know, how I've been trying to delegate work just to give something away and give responsibility to other people, uh, just to grow and find new audiences for our jam. And Saf, our live events manager, uh, has contacted, you know, loads of people. She's got loads of contacts. And one of her contacts is, is our Serena. Uh, and this interview came up a bit like last minute type thing. And I was busy at work. I couldn't commit to the times that were available. So Serena's st- stood up, took ownership, and she's here with the interview with Def Havana coming up very shortly, ladies and gentlemen. So we welcome Serena Jemmett to the team. Thanks, mate. She 
studies at the University of Manchester. Studied politics and international relations. Shortlisted for National Arts and Culture Writer for the Student Publication Awards in 2022. There's something about her. I like her. That's why she's going to be here with us today, ladies and gentlemen. But first, what's going on in our gym world? I do like to uh, just keep you up to date on everything that's going on in this little publication of ours. Um... Yeah, this Wednesday coming up, ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a bon- another bonus video episode that's just going to fall on your laps. I'll not, I'll not spoil it. It's just going to fall on... It's a bonus episode that's coming up, ladies and gentlemen, so... I like to treat you now and again, you know. And, of course, tramlines. So this week's pretty much all going to be about tramlines. We have got an updated version of the preview of the tramlines festival. And the Fringe, of course where I'll be hosting two RGM Live gigs in Sheffield this week on Thursday night at the Frog and Parrot and Friday night at the Frog and Parrot. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're around the festival in the Fringe, come pop in, say hello. Loads of great bands on. Uh, all the listings, I'm not going to list listings to you. Uh, it's all on rgm.press. Uh, there's a big tramlines post out there at the minute. Uh, a complete guide to the whole festival. Just take a look at that and you'll find out exactly what's going on. And Saturday I'm down at the main stage, Sunday down at the main stage, uh, interviewing bands and just having a good time. Uh, can't wait. We're also covering Chuck Fest the weekend after as well. Why not festival we're covering? So there's loads going on, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned here at RGM. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, new interview for you today. We've got the lads from Deaf Havana that are joining us. So, here we go. Serena Jemmett's going to take it away. Uh, we joined the interview as they're uh, discussing this heat that we're all enjoying at the minute. So, yeah, guys, Serena, take it away. Death of Anna. Thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, thank you. Good, thank, thank you. you. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm boiling. The weather's great at the moment isn't it it's 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 awful it's it's too sweaty uh, it's it's too cloudy today it's close that's the word it's It's the humidity it's the humidity i'm actually a bit of a a cloud um geek so i really like i can tell you all the formations yeah but um it's the humidity i've just been out coaching little children tennis and oh my god it's 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 not (laughs) the day for it i'm awful No. How have your um previous duties been? Interviews, all of that today. Yeah, yeah, it's been alright. We only yeah. had we only had one today. We've had right, quite okay. a few recently, but yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's weird seeing like just you two, like mm-hmm. rather than like yeah, no. a big collector beforehand. How's it been, kind of doing like interviews and stuff like without? I mean, just as a condensed version, I guess. I mean, it's it's all right. Um, Love, love the way uh, easier. Love the other guys, but they weren't always the most talkative. So. No, so it's so much. To be honest, it yeah. was mainly just me and you that did stuff anyway. So it's not that. Yeah. Much and in terms of like talking about like the music writing process and stuff, would you say it drastically changed once you've kind of like cut down numbers? Obviously, not necessarily like kicking them out as such, but <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily that savage. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no again it didn't, I mean, didn't it, really it, change it, it was different for me but not necessarily 
because of that, like a bunch of the songs are, that are on the record are songs that say I wrote and a lot of them, like I did more of than say James had done for, for those songs. And that was like quite a new dynamic and it was, it was just very even, which yeah, hasn't necessarily happened, but it, it, it didn't change a huge, huge, huge amount. So yeah. <laughs> In terms of like the, like how the record came about, mm-hmm. that was quite different beforehand, right? In terms of it was lockdown, yeah. that whole just horrible patch in life. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that and how it actually like kind of came about? Yeah, sure. Well, we it came about by us deciding to not be a band anymore, really. <laughs> like at the end of, at the beginning of 2020, 2020 just before COVID, we decided, we had a meeting, we were like, we can't do this anymore because it's just killing us, really. And so we decided to stop it. When I separate ways, didn't tell anyone because, like, I guess we just never got around to it. And well, then were, COVID hit. Yeah, there were weirdly bigger things going on. Yeah, well, no, at that point there wasn't because COVID wasn't a thing. But then it, it hit and kind of sorted it out for us because we didn't really mm. have to, everything got cancelled, so we didn't have to, like, tell anyone, really. Well, everything got pushed first, do you remember? It was, re- it was really weird. Just it was like the back postponing, that. yeah. Yeah, I, I, and and then people just going, oh no no, this is here. Let's uh, let's just yeah, kill this it. It's gonna last longer um, than two weeks. Yeah. Do you want to carry on, mate? Uh, yeah, sure. And and so like, uh, yeah. So, so like then like the lockdown year or whatever happened. We got into the start of twenty twenty one and things opened up again a bit. And as a result, we had to start having the conversations about like how do we close up shop of like yeah uh, like an operating business and so like we had had some shows as as i was saying like they got postponed and then subsequently cancelled for the summer of 2020 and so we were looking at say getting some more shows to like kind of go out on and thought it'd be nice to put a song out and i'd kind of been writing away quite feverishly for the first part of 2021 um not necessarily for death of anna or anything just to try and like keep myself busy and um i thought i had a song that'd be perfect and james and i went into the studio to do it and that's now like track two on the record called 19 dreams it, and it just went basically it just went really well felt really different and really fresh and kind of just started something in me that made me go mm, like there's something here and uh like a month and a bit later we had 12 tracks and uh yeah yeah, so I read I read on one of like your um press releases or interviews or something that Nevermind was written in like 10 minutes. <laughs> is that is that like how did that how did that come from A to Z like in terms of writing it and doing it? I, I don't know. Like some some songs take a year to write or years yeah. to finish, and some songs take 10 minutes it was just one of the ones I, I guess it was just laying it was just in me somewhere and I just had to like as cheesy as that sounds like it must have been because it I was just messing around because basically when we recorded the song Matt you just mentioned 19 Dreams the guy who recorded it Mike was like you should try and do an acoustic song so I just went home and was like messing around on my guitar and it it just I don't know it, I don't know where it came from I was just I, I never actually wrote it down I just like said lines and the next one came out the next one came out i think i might have already had the chorus from like an old song so maybe that was already there but other than that it, it, i literally wrote it in 10 minutes i think you can hear like, that, that never happens I, I think that's why it works there's like a like a sad urgency to it that i i, I think it's great yeah mm. 
Yeah, and I think as well, like in terms of something I find quite interesting, I, like going through like the different albums, listening to the stuff that you guys have done. I feel like each album almost has like a different genre that you'd almost like tag it as. Um, so this one in comparison, like I've obviously had a little listen, but how, like, how would you necessarily, or like, how would you, what genre would you give it per se? No, it's, 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 I think it's, it's like, a, it's a combination of it's, like it's, all it's, the previous records together. Like synthy pop rock, isn't it? But yeah. I don't really, but I, I don't really know. If, I, I, I find it quite confusing because we didn't really, I mean, you're right to pick up on it. Previously, we've definitely been like, let's sound like this for this record. Let's sound yeah, like this. Definitely. And, and kind of backed ourselves into a bit of a, like, creatively... Genre-based corner. Yeah, like, and, which is kind of quite restrictive. But... Um, I was going to say, like, I feel like putting a, a genre label, like, obviously I have asked the question, but it is very restrictive in terms of, like, yeah. can you really, like, just be one genre? Yeah, and, and it, it just, it, it, gets, it gets a bit dull, I think sometimes um Definitely. but like we obviously we've learned from that in different ways like whether that's how we like certain things to sound what sorts of songs necessarily work better than others when we were doing things in certain genres but like we weren't really listening to listening to any uh, music at the time of making this record and I think that really comes out because we were just kind and also no one knew we were making it and so we we didn't have like A&R yeah. people saying you need more pop bangers on this or whatever and so we just yeah. kind kind of just wrote the songs we wanted to hear and as a result i think there are elements from everything we've kind of done before in there um, so have you felt a lot more kind of like creative freedom with this record massively yeah and, so much so and in terms of like fans how have like so you've released i think four of the mm-hmm. 12 so far how have fans yeah. kind of responded to that so far I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've seen any negative comments. Well, I don't really look at the comments, but it feels much more positive than normal. Why do you think that is? Because I don't know. Maybe it's because they can tell that this time we're actually being fully authentic and like we didn't, we weren't trying to please anyone. We're just writing music that feels like it should be the music we play. So maybe they, I mean, they can definitely feel that. Yeah, I I, I do think um, audiences are. actually smarter than I think a lot of people think and um you, you can, yeah you, you can definitely feel when something's not authentic I think and, um, I think like having been in like a fair few like crowds and stuff at like gigs or festivals or whatever you can so tell when someone likes the song that they're singing or if they're ab- ab- absolutely and, yeah. and that's the like when people say do you have an eye on like how these songs are going to come across live when you're writing them in the studio Normally you say no, but that's the most important thing to think of, I think, because that's where it really gets shown up. um, There's a really, there's a great quote. I can't remember who it's by, but it's like people pay money to see like people on stage enjoying themselves and like having the time of their life. And I feel like actually that is like the most important thing. Like even if it is like a career or whatever, like you've got to have fun with it. Well, you're the, you're the, you're the um, conductor basically at that point yeah. and if, if you're having a bad one then everyone has a bad one and so it's it is kind of your responsibility as well to a point yeah and ca- like kind of coming back to like the genres things because I feel like your different records have kind of tapped into different genres your fans have like have they kind of gone all over the place have you kind of tapped into new fans when you've had like a heavier kind of record um have you kind of lost a few fans when you've gone more synthy like 
how's it compared or have you had like a pretty solid fan base who are just like do what you want we definitely gained like we've had a basic solid fan base but then through different albums we've gained different people like when we released an album called Old Souls, loads we, of older people started to we, come see us. We, and then, yeah, well, p- people who were into us started bringing their dads. Yeah. 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 And then they stopped coming and the dads just kept going. And then when we released an album called Rituals, that was loads of way younger people, like more girls I saw in the crowd, which I guess that was more, I don't know. I don't know why really, but, and they, some of them have stayed and some of them have, so it'd be interesting to see what the fan base is now. But I but, mean, I, I do I do think there's obviously like a, a core of people who've, you know, kind of got into the band quite young and have kind of grown up with with us to a point, I guess. And so mm. it's, it's just quite interesting to see how that dynamic changed. Do you feel like changes. a bit of like a, a connection and like nostalgia whenever you like go and see like returning fans or do you start noticing people? Yeah, definitely. There's a few. There's definitely it's, some that we notice. like particularly if they've been around from like years ago we'll make a point of like talking to them and stuff because they would like hang out with us back in the day and we were playing in like rubbish pubs <laughs> it just it, it always blows my mind at like that level of commitment when you see people at like more than one date on a tour because i'm like i obviously love music that's why i'm doing this but like e- even my favorite bands, that much. even my favorite bands i think i'd, I'd be like but traveling <laughs> like, yeah and, and so it's, it's always just incredible to see like, there was um a quote which i read where i can't remember which one of you it was but you said misery breeds creativity yeah i mean um i really love that quote i think like there's some like really something really beautiful about it um and it's like really quite hopeful why how did you even like i mean it shows that you can write lyrics doesn't it (laughs) by the fact it's such a like good kind of statement as such but in terms of like the misery i also saw some stuff that was about the kind of touring lifestyle and like the going and touring having a laugh having drinking all of this you're obviously going on tour again for this album doing a record tour and then also your headline tour afterwards how are you gonna kind of adapt your touring so that it's perhaps better for your mental health well i'm older now and i just need to sleep <laughs> if, if i if i don't hit a certain amount i am a insert expletive here basically i just okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard because it's it's not as simple as just like adapting it it's, it's more you have to like be i think it'll be better this time just purely because we're in a slightly more positive not even positive just like a I actually want to play music now, whereas before I was just like, just, I was just thought I had to be there. Um, so yeah, I think I mean hopefully it will be it will be just a lot more positive just because it's different and we're a bit fresher now. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be days when it sucks because there always is. But hopefully, on the whole, yeah. we'll go. I mean, it's it it can get uncomfortable like as just a live like constantly moving and being somewhere else all the time. And you, you get that indre- injection of adrenaline at like 9 p.m. each night, which keeps you up for ages. But like, I, I just know how to look after myself a lot better now and to listen, I, I know who I am a bit more. So instead of trying to dull that down by getting absolutely smashed every night, um, I, yeah, there's other things I want to do. Like, um, yeah. So you say so, more of like an age and maturity thing? Definitely. Definitely for me. 
I, I, I don't think so for me. I, I think it just depends what headspace I'm in. Like, I haven't, I haven't matured at all, I think. <laughs> I, I still don't know. How I'm, I, there's still going to be days where I'm not going to want to be there. But I don't know. Yeah. I just have to just deal with it, don't you? I think as well, like, in terms of, like, the creativity aspect of it, as soon as you almost, like, put a label on it, like, oh, it's my career or whatever. I mean, I found, like, even studying a subject, which I used to love, it just mm. makes me automatically hater. Yeah, hundred percent. So definitely. Yeah, I don't, like. How do you how do you kind of like navigate that when you obviously all love music as do I? You're doing it as like a big career, but like sometimes I guess it drives you to almost want to be like, oh, I hate music. Yeah, it, it definitely can do. And I, I mean, I, I think this record, The Presence of Horrorland, is from specifically from that kind of feeling. Like I, I had such a big hangover from the last decade of being in this band, basically, that throughout lockdown, I barely listened to anything. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's being able to, or tr trying to make sure you remember the things that you love in it, because it, that can easily get lost when you're tired and you just, it, it is well, it's a job after a point. And as, as you rightly said, like that, that very quickly kind of can take the, like the fun out of it a bit, but it is very important to remember to have that fun and enjoy just playing music because it's pretty mad. Yeah. Do you think that's just a, a life thing or a specific thing that the music industry could work on? Oh, a bit, probably a bit of both. I mean, there's, yeah. I don't really think that it's not really the music industry's fault that we end up. It's more to down to the person, is it? Like some people love it. Some people love the the routine and like treating it as a job. For me, it gets a bit. I'm sure if I got paid shit loads of money, I wouldn't. I'd be happy to do anything. But the reality is, you don't. So it's hard to like. In those instances, you really do have to try and remember why you want to do it. But yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily the. I guess the only thing they can do is offer like support, like mental health support. Well, that's that, that's that is an area that I think is has a lot of catching up to do. Frankly, as an industry, like uh, I guess overlooked. They treat, like not us necessarily, but like imagine like huge pop artists. Pop artists in in particular, I think they get I mean, treated like machines. Like they, it's, they it's don't grim. Treat like humans. Mm. I it's think the manager's with, just making. Yeah, with like, I have some friends, for example, and they said that their manager wanted them to produce like write fifty songs, and then they choose five for an EP. It's like, sorry, they're not even allowed to go to the studio before they have fifty songs. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, it's, and um, it's more just like the touring as well. I just put you on tour for two years, and like, yeah. And and we, some of the human some of these, beings aren't supposed to do that. But also, some of these people will be so young as well that they won't necessarily like obviously there's raw talent there but they won't necessarily know how to like look after their voices and things like that and so like if, if you're just constantly wall-to-wall -to -wall touring you're just I, think, yeah. I mean we've touched on like multiple things to flag up there like in terms of like the age but also like consuming and mm -hmm. like the consumption of music like people are expecting new songs at rapid rate because yeah. just like attention like tiktok like i was talking to I can't remember who it was now, but they were saying like songs are probably going to end up becoming like shorter in length because people 
don't constantly have the attention. Yeah, you, you can already see it. You can already see it, or they don't have as long of like a instrumental intro, like intro-y bit. Like it has to be lyrics from the get-go. Also with age, like you come into like, I don't know, for me as well, it's also like, do they actually have the opportunity to get a proper education or like have a childhood if they're already being thrown into yeah, something yeah, yeah. in the adult world? And and you see like yeah. so many young people be like facing like issues or like oh my gosh my Siri just popped up <laughs> um, but like you see so many people kind of or like artists at any age having like having to go to rehab for like drugs or alcohol or just any kind of like substance and solvent yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's it's unnorm- unnaturally common it's really quite concerning how normalized it is yeah. definitely but- I think I want to finish on like a more positive note. Hey. <laughs> like, so the album's coming mm-hmm. out on Friday. Yep. That's very exciting. How, like, are you having a, like an album release party or like a little celebration? Um, well, we, I we, wanted to get one, but no one fucking sorted it out. So we used it. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, you could have got, you, you could have started party planning, but it's not my job, mate. <laughs> Uh, we're playing a show at like a record for like a record store, but other than that, we're not doing anything. Yeah, but we're do, doing well, like a we're release, doing that for like a week. Some release yeah. shows, hmm. yeah. which would be cool. It'd be a good laugh, and uh, yeah, just really exciting to get it out. To be honest, yeah. How long have you sat on this for? Ages, um, like uh, nearly a, a year. year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so I bet you just want it out now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just really confusing because it's the release date has been like ages away for age like forever, and now it's tomorrow so it's just two days yeah 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 so it's like all oh, right <laughs> but the good the positive thing about that is i'm not sick of the songs yet yeah whereas normally normally by now i'd be like oh my god i don't want to release this anymore because i've already written better ones but i still love it so that's yeah that's probably that's how like another way to kind of i mean it's evidence that like you actually kind of are enjoying the tracks that you've made and you're enjoying like yeah. the experience a lot more and it's a lot more kind of genuine and authentic absolutely Definitely. Um, I have been told that my time is up. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but um, thanks for chatting. No, of course. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks, Arena. Grand job there, mate. Sometimes when when we these interviews are set up, it's kind of set up through PR people, and they hold hold you to time limits, which is annoying. Um, you know, you just want to have a chat and, you know, it kind of hindered the end of the interview there, I think, by the PR people hanging around, and, and they, you know, tapping the watches and um, sticking to exact timescales, which is not for me, but I get it. Uh, but thanks to them anyway for introducing us to Def Havana and having a great chat. I, I hope you've that's introduced you to the band. Check out their socials within the link of this podcast as well. There's a, there is a link to their tour dates. Invest, have a go. Great band. And yeah. This week I'm just I'm just sighing a little bit, just thinking of the workload ahead of me this week. Well <laughs> right, okay. Uh, let me let me put it into context. When I say workload, it means I've got four full days of music, bands, putting gigs on, a few beers along the way. <laughs> I'm being over dramatic. It's not like working out pit roll like that. 
Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I, I think I've just had a word with myself there. Um, on air. <laughs> but, yeah, th- special thanks again to Serena Jemek for uh, doing the interview for us and stepping up and, you know, just being great. Thank you, mate. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have a guest next Monday for you. Now, it's booked in for this week. Um, but because it's not happened yet, I'm not going to say who it is because things can happen. So, um, yeah, you know, thanks for joining us this week, ladies and gentlemen. While you're at it, for all the latest news on the podcast, on tramlines and all things music, do follow us on Twitter at RGM Pod, please. That's the first place where you'll hear all the news on the podcast. Um, come and see us down in uh, the Frog and Parrot in Sheffield. I'll be on the main stage Friday morning in Frog and Parrot at night and then main stage all day Saturday uh, and Sunday. Uh, I'll be at the Frog and Parrot Thursday night as well doing our pre-Tromlines gig there. Um, so loads of things coming up this week. Busy week, ahoy. Thanks for tuning in. If you could leave us a review for the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it helps the... I've said it before, it helps the algorithms and... and I feel like it's just a wasted voice saying that kind of stuff sometimes. Uh, but yeah, if, if you do feel the need, feel the live as a review, we'd really appreciate it. Tell your friends, watch the videos on YouTube. All the videos of these interviews are on YouTube, on RGM TV, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. We're trying to put as much as we can on there too. There is going to be a lot more content over tram lines. We've got my gimbal out with my phone and that kind of stuff filming. So there's going to be loads of stuff coming up. I'm not walking down the pit, working down the pit. I'm about to, um, I'm about to engulf myself in musical culture in Sheffield, and I wouldn't have it any fucking way. I love this job. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the podcast. It's very much appreciated, and I'll see you next week. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.